Well, howdy do, neighborinos. Welcome to the podcast. Oh, My name like is Rowan that. Wood. <laughs> I don't like the choice you've made. Well, it's gone now. And full disclosure, he was just like, hmm, I got to think of how to start this podcast and was trying to like come up with a way. And that's what he came up with, which if you know, the topic of today's episode feels completely out of left field. Totally. I, I've, I've been watching a lot of Simpsons lately. Um, but anyway, I'm Rowan Wood. I'm Davis Mathis. And we're dating and this is our podcast runtime, babe. Um, this is an episode that we have been thinking about for a little while uh, but we didn't really have a particular format for so we just decided to kind of go for it um and that is movies that make us cry um you know or that have made us cry exactly in the past yeah um davis do you do you cry at movies a lot um no i don't not really i would say I like I do I I guess more so lately. I cry a lot in my real life. Like I cry I don't cry because I'm sad, like from watching a movie or emotional or whatever. But um I do cry from like frustration and anger and feeling overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. So I I think I cry so much in my real life that when I'm watching a movie, I don't need like other characters for the emotional release. Right. That's not to say I don't feel. I just tears aren't the way that I feel when it comes to film. Yeah, definitely. What about you? Well, so I don't cry a lot in my normal life. Um, you cry, I would say, a healthy amount. Like you're I, not like I cry a healthy amount now. Um, and like only in very now, special circumstances. See, now that we're together, you cry a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but before, like, I would cry, like, I would have a good, healthy cry to myself about something, like, once or twice a year. It would all, it would all come tumbling out, um, for one reason or another. Uh, and, and I didn't, like, I don't really cry a lot at movies. Like, it's, it, it's, it's something very specific usually some sort of emotional manipulation that makes me cry um in movies uh and and like you know i can't fault it because it works um on me at least uh and but i wouldn't say i cry um all the time at movies i will say i have cried more lately so most of the examples i'll be coming up with today are more recent than not um but yeah uh so we both have um a bunch of movies that we have assembled that make us cry or have made us cry and uh, I have a we're few. Gonna, yeah we're gonna well we have a bunch of movies together yes um and we're gonna and maybe we're gonna you'll say us, something yeah. and i'll be like oh i forgot i cried during that yeah because yeah. mine are mine also skews more recent because there are less from my childhood that i remember crying at right when i say recent i mean like the last year and a half or so like i have movies on here that i that i you know haven't seen in in years and years but i remember crying when i when I, when i watch them and i know if i watch them today i would i would still cry um yeah but uh yeah and and some that i've rewatched and only cried at the first time i watched it you know it's it's like it's 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 interesting um how you know you know maybe the when you rewatch it you're you're expecting it or you're more used to it or or something i don't know i have one on here that i never cried out when i was younger and only recently i've started crying when i watch it interesting i think i know which one it is yep um, <laughs> uh so let's start off um davis what's the like what's the the movie on your list that people would not expect you to have cried at oh god i don't know I want to save one of them that I think maybe, but okay. like based on how I've spoken on this podcast, I don't think it'll be that surprising that a movie like this would well, get me emotional. But I guess like a movie that 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 people don't usually cry at, or like you wouldn't expect to make someone cry. Um, honestly, let let me start with one I've already talked about on the podcast. Cool that. I suppose 
didn't make you cry and i don't think it made anyone anyone in your family cry when we watched it together but swiss army man made me like fucking sob it it got me so bad um and i think i mentioned it when we did our whole episode on it so if you want to hear more of me and rowan's thoughts on swiss army man go listen to that episode but it talks about i don't know it's got like this fun nihilism is that how you say that word yeah nihilism nihilism but like in like a really freeing way that i don't know it just felt liberating to watch Mm um where it's kind of like hey why do we why why is everything so judgmental and why do we hide all these things we are all just gonna be decomposed into the earth one day (laughs) who cares if you're embarrassing and like that message really got me and then also i just really cared about the characters Mm -hmm. and so uh the end which is emotional like it's an emotional ending but i don't think other people got so invested that they were crying i was like i was crying pretty hard at swiss army man it really spoke to you it honestly might be the hardest i've ever cried at a movie aside from like one when i was younger Mm mm-hmm yeah. But yeah, it really got me. So Yeah. If it makes you feel any better, I was close to crying at Swiss Army Man. I But if I, get... I hadn't been there crying so hard, would you have been close to crying? Yes. Yes. That is you like th- so there are like that sort of of movie moment, I think, that that specifically made you cry in Swiss Army Man. Like um you're like like mostly like the end, like like the last act or so, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So like those like that is not the sort of like emotional manipulation that is going to come up a lot on my list. It's like it's sort of a step above that. It's like something that's done so well that just makes you reflect and that is what sort of like evokes those emotions yes, rather than yes. them like pressing on you to 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 bring up those emotions like on your own. Um Yes. So, so that that like like that is the sort of thing that does make me cry. It just didn't make me cry in that in in that particular moment. I will say I do get close to crying at a lot of stuff, but I don't actually like do it. Aside from a lot of these movies that I'm gonna that I'm gonna mention today, mm. um, but yeah, Swiss Army Man was definitely definitely up there. Um, but you know who knows? Like I've only seen it with you, so it, you know I may not have been feeling that way. But but the fact is I did. So. Um, what about you? What's something what's something unexpected on your list? Uh so this is whenever I think about crying at movies, this is the movie that comes to mind. Uh for whatever reason, that is uh a little coming of age comedy from 2016 called Middle School The Worst Years of My Life. Uh have you seen it? No, is that the Bo Burnham one or is no, it No, that's 8th grade. No. That's 8th yeah, grade. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um so Middle school worst years of my life is about so it was an adaptation of like of a kid's book or some something like that and it's this kid who comes into conflict with his principal and like pulls pulls a bunch of pranks. Anyway, I'm going to talk a little bit about spoilers for this movie because I can't talk about why I cried without mentioning that. So mm-hmm. if you don't want to be spoiled on middle school the worst years of 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 my life, skip ahead a couple minutes now. So Throughout, I'm, I'm, I gotta pull up this character's name. So Rafe, okay, Rafe is the main character's name, um, and he has a best friend uh, named Leo, uh, who, who like helps him like, like, like pull off all these pranks and stuff like that. And um, so, basically, Leo sort of acts like his, um, like his sounding board and like his conscience and stuff. And near the end we like we find out that um that Rafe had a brother who died of cancer and that is revealed to be Leo and Leo so Leo was never really there um mm. and like like throughout the whole movie he never interacts with anyone else he never like does anything physically but he's always there and at the end um so like throughout the 
the movie there's like l- like like drawings sort of like superimposed in the real world that 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 Rafe does and at the end like there's this emotional song playing and Rafe like draws like his brother like going away into the sky with like aliens and stuff like that and he, and 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 it's like him like letting go and it came out of nowhere while I was watching it like l- like literally nowhere um and that just that just made me cry a lot when I saw that way back in good old 2016 um but yeah but but like that's the kind of like emotional manipulation that i'm that i'm that yeah I was where it's like before. they put you in there or they or they put it in there to make you cry exactly yeah yeah or yeah 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 you know to feel to feel those emotions and like it like you know i can't fault them for that you know that's you know that's the story and they did it you know obviously they were successful um but i do think it's it's interesting that that is like cemented in my mind as the as the movie that makes me cry and i also haven't seen it since and have no interest in revisiting it um Mm. so there's that wow speaking of the movie that makes you cry uh, for me when i think of the movie that makes me cry it is for whatever reason guardians of the galaxy 2 also on my list the ending makes me cry every time see i used to cry more than just the ending the ending is so sweet and well done and i think that's one of the reasons i was so like not even lukewarm on guardians of the galaxy 3 because i genuinely did really enjoy it but i think i was bothered by the quill family aspect because of how perfectly i thought it was done in guardians 2 Mm -hmm. where i was like oh we're revisiting that and in like a less (laughs) less complex way so um but i everything that happens with yondu I mean, I feel like Guardians 2 is something I could spoil without it being a big deal. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, it's been out for a while. and it, It's been out almost as long as middle school, the worst years of my life. Yeah. <laughs> um, and also, like, it's a big movie. Like, it feels like if you're going to see... Like, it feels like you would know, you know, spoilers. But mm-hmm. uh, at the end, like, a father figure to Quill dies after he's spent the whole movie not quill the father figure yondu being like feeling like he's made a lot of bad choices and hurt people and pushed people away and he is at a point where he is not you know like he's not embraced by his ravager family anymore Mm -hmm. because of some choices he's made and then Quill has been upset with him about how he handled his kidnapping, <laughs> things like that. And I don't know. It's just like, it's such a good redemption moment in the form of like, I don't know. It's it's done so well. He redeems himself so well. And then the aftermath and the response from everyone is just very lovely and beautiful. Mm-hmm. I also used to cry a lot at Mantis's character mm-hmm. and just the way she sees herself. Um, I don't know. She made me really emotional the first few times I saw it. I don't cry at that part anymore, but I do still tend to cry at the Yondu. Mm-hmm. Um, at his funeral at the end when he gets the, the Ravager funeral. Yeah. That's the part that makes you cry. Yes, the uh, I, I remember crying. I saw this movie five times in theaters because I saw it for free, um, and I cried every time seeing it. Way back in good old twenty seventeen, yeah, um, yeah. I don't, I don't know. I mean, that's you know, I feel like that's sort of the middle ground between the 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 Swiss Army Man side and the middle school side. It's like emotional manipulation, but done in a really honest way. Um, that yeah, like yeah. you know, it's because you care about the characters. It's not what's happening. It's because it's like it's because you have that investment and that buy-in, rather than yeah. oh, they just put an emotional song and like over some, you know, pre- pretty visuals and 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 stuff like that. And it's not just his like it's not his death that makes you cry. Mm-hmm. It's after his death, which yeah. has been set up so well throughout the the movie that. Yeah, it's like, you know, they, they, they're they doing it to make you cry, but it's also a natural completion to an arc. It's not Definitely. just to make you cry. Yeah, yeah. Um, I cried at everything everywhere all at once the first time I saw it. 
Um, I don't think I did. Yeah. Well, to be entirely fair, it had been hyped up like enormously for you. And yeah. so I feel like, like, did it like, do you think it lived up to your expectations? Yes. Yeah. I think it did in every single way, except everyone was like, oh, how did you not cry at that? Like, yeah. Like everyone, like I'd already hear, heard people saying that to each other, mm-hmm. being like, yeah, I cried at everything everywhere. How could you not cry at everything everywhere? All, all of that. Right. I didn't. Uh, because I'd heard that so much, I was expecting it to like really make me emotional and mm-hmm. like it made me emotional, but it didn't bring me to tears. So yeah. it did for me. Uh, and, and that was partly because I was just so blindsided by it. Cause I, you know, I've, I've told you a couple of times I saw it in theaters back in March, 2022. No one knew what it was. It was like, it had just come out of South by Southwest and, and everyone was raving about how about how good it was and i had no idea what to expect and so i went in and like the like the theater responded so well to it and 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 i think that also contributed sort of to how i felt about it 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 was just really one scene at the end with um with evelyn and her daughter uh outside of the laundromat that 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 made me cry and honestly that's one of the more human moments in the movie so it you know it, it makes sense that that was what that was what got me there but That was the part that I assumed I would cry at. The part Mm -hmm. I got closest to crying at was, I think, the Waymond and Evelyn scenes, especially Mm -hmm. the, like, in another life, I would have been really happy doing laundry and taxes with you. Yeah. That was the the part that got me the most emotional Mm -hmm. and not the Evelyn joy moment. Yeah, totally. Um, are there any Pixar movies on your list? There are three. How about I you? I have four and one short. Four Ooh. movies and and one short. If I could put shorts on, then I have maybe I should add a short. I actually added another Pixar movie while we were sitting here that I totally forgot about. Oh, really? Two Pixar movies that I think it makes sense that I cried, mm-hmm. or at least one that it. Makes I feel sense like I feel like Pixar. I mean, usually, like at 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 the point where they're coming out with movies when we were younger, they were trying to make you cry, like every single time. Well, one of them, I, and actually, I could probably add another, but yeah. one of them is like, I don't think people like like I didn't even love the movie, but it really made me cry at the end. Yeah. Um. Okay, what's the oldest Pixar movie on yours? Uh, Toy Story two. Me too. Yeah. What, what part do you cry at in Toy Story Two? Uh, the Jesse song. Uh, yeah, yeah. What's What's the song called? Do when you, somebody loved me. Yeah, when she loved yeah, me. Yeah. <laughs> it's brutal. It is. That's just in there. Like they're like, let's give her this sad backstory, and also like make every child feel like a piece of shit for ever giving a toy away, <laughs> or like yeah. change. It like it did damage to me because then anytime <laughs> I would change interests as a child, I would get like legitimately very emotional <laughs> and have to mourn the last phase of my life yeah. because I felt bad letting go of things because I was like, these things, they're going to be so sad that I don't yeah. care about them anymore. Yeah. Oh, no, my Playmobiles. Like, that's yeah. how it felt. It was really yeah. upsetting for a bit. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I also uh my my next in terms of release, my next one is up, uh, which, you know, the the opening just wrecks me every time. I did not cry at that one. I don't tend to cry if the sad thing happens before like I, I can only cry at the end when I'm really invested in the characters. The up opening sequence is super emotional and super effective and also mm-hmm. got me really connected with the characters but it didn't make me cry same thing with like mufasa's death and like yeah the beginning of finding nemo and stuff like that like oh yeah nemo, really nemo, em- nemo never made me cry yeah like things that are really emotional and mm-hmm. also very effective in terms of story but if they happen that early on i tend to just be like oh that's really emotional yeah I'll be think, more likely to cry on the rewatch. I think Up is the biggest. Like, I think that's like probably the earliest that I have cried in a movie. 
but again, you know, that's that's pretty flagrant emotional manipulation right there. Yeah. Um, what's 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 your next Pixar? Wally. Oh yeah. Which I cried in like an I was an anxious child full of existential dread when <laughs> I watched it. Yeah. Like I cried in like a uh oh humans are gonna ruin the earth type of way. Like I got yeah. really scared. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know what specific moment mm-hmm. I cried at Wally. I think it was just like the movie was over and I was very upset mm-hmm. and emotional. Yeah. And I just was crying. Mm-hmm. So totally Wally, fair. I know, made me cry. And my <laughs> mom had to like be like it's okay. Humans aren't killing the earth. That's not going to happen. <laughs> well, she had to be like, she had to be like, but see, there's so much good and positivity and hope. And, <laughs> and there's, and people are sometimes, some people are working to make things even better. So we just have to do our very best. Like that's, she had to kind of talk me down <laughs> on like, oh my God. Yeah. What about you? What's next? Uh, Toy Story 3. Uh, I know you are not as big a fan of this movie as I am. I think I did cry, but I didn't put it on my list. I should have. I think I cried because I was so scared during the furnace scene. Yeah, <laughs> that is so fair. Um, I cried. I think I cried at the end. I haven't seen this movie in a long time. Um, yeah. And I may have te- teared up at Toy Story 4, but I simply do not remember, which is odd because I've seen Toy Story 4 more recently than 3. Um, but I- honestly, I think 3 is just uh, just a much better movie. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, your next one? My next one is uh, 2020, actually. I'm oh, oh really? Yeah, it's Onward. Oh, my God. I also cried at Onward. I also I cried. I remember. Didn't for- even like Onward until yeah. the third act mm-hmm. sucker punches you in the gut. Yep. It is such a good ending to that story. Yeah. It made me cry, I think, two different points. One point where the Tom Holland character, I think maybe Ian or something, yeah, some, some starts reason. reflecting on how Barley was a father figure in his I, life. I thought his name was Kronk for whatever reason. Nope, it's Barley. Um, was a father figure in his life. And he goes back through and realizes that he's been idolizing this dead father that he never really knew, while his older brother that he kind of thinks is like a dork and a screw up, mm-hmm has actually been there for all those pivotal moments mm-hmm. and that and then at the very end ian gives up his chance to meet his father that he never mm-hmm. met to let his brother who did know his father and was too young and scared to say goodbye and has always regretted it to let him say goodbye instead of actually meeting his dad yeah. and he watches from a distance as his brother says goodbye to their father that he still has never really met and Mm -hmm. it is so beautiful and so emotional yep and it makes up for the first part of the movie that's kind of just like okay like it's just like a fine normal boilerplate animated movie that doesn't feel pixar but davis it it, it is the first pixar gay character like the first disney gay character ever that stupid there have been been no disney there have been no gay characters in disney movies ever before yeah have you seen any Golden Age of, or maybe, is it Golden Age or the one right after Golden Age? I don't know. Every Disney villain for a stretch is like a a blatant homosexual. <laughs> like Frollo and uh, and Jafar and all them. Frollo, Jafar, Ursula, yeah. Scar. I feel that, that like I'm like missing. Eighties, nineties era. Yeah, like yeah. all <laughs> of them are just the fruitiest Captain Hook, like the <laughs> fruitiest men. <laughs> and then like i guess equally fruity women in yeah, ursula yeah true um yeah i i totally forgot to put onward on my list onward made me cry i remember like they put that on disney plus pretty soon after the pandemic hit just to mm-hmm. keep people you know watching and i i watched it then and i could because i was like well i might as well start a review blog and onward was one of my first one uh ones that i wrote about and i just remember watching it i was watching it alone my family were like hanging out somewhere else and i just cr- i would like that scene caught me by surprise um i did not like that might be the biggest disparity on my list of like 
like okay movie and then what a sucker punch of a scene that just sort of like it doesn't come out of nowhere but it it kind of feels like it does yeah like if you think back to the rest of the movie it doesn't come out of nowhere Mm -hmm. but when you're first watching it it's so tonally different from the rest in in an appropriate way yeah that it it is like super emotional so yeah onward got me um, um, there's one on here that I cannot remember if I cried, but it wouldn't, I like, I think I probably did. And mm-hmm. I know it is almost certainly on your list. Is it Coco? Yeah, it is Coco. Yeah. <laughs> it is definitely on my list. Yeah. I um, think that one made me cry, yeah. but I, I cannot remember. It's the end. It's the, it's the, um, <clears throat> uh, remember me when he's singing it to his, to his grandma. Um, and she remembers her husband. I think, Yeah. Yeah, that's the part that made me cry. Yep. Yeah. Um, but a year after that, in front of Incredibles 2, there was a Pixar short called Bow that that I, th- that made me sob. I remember very distinctly in the theater that made me just break down. Wow. Um, I don't remember. I mean, like, I remember it and I remember I liked it, but yeah. I don't remember. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know what it is. I mean, this is what Pixar does so well. They, they can tell such a great, compelling, sweet story in less than 10 minutes and just, you know, emotionally affect you in ways that most movies never do. So, yeah. 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 I, if we're going to talk about shorts, um, I got one short that made me cry. I think Mm -hmm. I texted you that it made me cry and told you to watch it. (laughs) It's called coming out. I cried at this too. Oh, you did? Yeah. That's really sweet. It's about like a young Godzilla that comes out as trans to their Godzilla father or something. It's just really sweet. And trans. and Yeah. Yeah. And like wholesome. It's very positive. It's not trans in like a, oh no, watch... It, life is really hard for trans people because mm-hmm. that's also a sad thing to watch. Yeah. As I'm saying this as a person that is not cisgender, by the way, for mm-hmm. our listeners, <laughs> that is important context. But something about just like trans joy and acceptance and love in the f- in the form of like these like stop motion Godzillas <laughs> was just like it just really got me. It was so sweet. And if we're talking about like you know, like effective storytelling. Pixar does that in less than ten minutes. This short does it in two minutes. Yeah, which is just insane. Yes, yes, for sure. And that one, like, I cried for like the personal reasons. Mm-hmm. But you're not trans. No, but yet, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I know how. I think part of it is I knew how much it affected you and how important that it was to you. And that Aww. that it, it just made me think about you and how much I love you. Anyway, oh, that's really I won't get sweet. I won't get too sappy on the podcast. Okay. Uh, the listeners may not want to listen to this. Uh, a movie that I know for a fact that we both cried at because I was there uh, is about time. Yeah. Um, this is the rare instance where so most of these movies, if I rewatch them, I don't cry or I cry less the second time. About time is the only example on this list where I have cried more every single time i have seen it yeah um, yeah uh this i mean have we we haven't really gone super in depth on this movie on the podcast before right i don't think so um but it's it's one of my all-time favorites number 3 actually uh and it it's such a good story and it's like it it it, it just hits all of those boxes for me in terms of movies that i just love and it just makes me think about my relationship with my own dad and parents and like, you know, a movie that makes you reflect on your own life and 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 evokes like those real emotions is is something that I can really respect and something that really connects with me. Absolutely. Yeah, totally. The two of us, we were it was winter break and he had come to visit me in Georgia and we were like making blankets together mm-hmm. out yeah. of felt like we were doing like crafting and watching about time and i remember like sitting on the floor with the blanket <laughs> crying together <laughs> towards the end yeah yeah 
This is one of those ones where, like Swiss Army Man for me, you're crying for the characters, but you're also crying because of how it makes you reflect. Mm-hmm. And I I think that is the best type of cry that movies can do. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I think your letterbox review was something like, I cried, boyfriend cried harder though, loser. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, that um, sounds about accurate. Yeah, yeah, and 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 this is a movie that I th- that I know for a fact I'm gonna keep um, thinking about, and 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 every time I watch it, I feel like it. I I might even connect with it more the more I see it, um, yeah. which is not something that usually happens, and that's why it's one of my favorite movies. Uh, an- another movie I, I want to quickly mention that we um, watched over the break that made me cry as well. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know if you knew that it made me cry. Is uh, ten years. The, what? That made yeah. you cry? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, this specifically the scene where Oscar Isaac sings the song uh that it turns out is about Kate Mara. Um, oh, that she's never heard before? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh it didn't like yeah. it didn't it didn't make me sob, but it did it did make me tear up in and and I definitely was not expecting for that to happen. Um but uh yeah. 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 In terms That's... of movies that I didn't Oh, what were you gonna say? Well, I, I was just gonna say that's the sort of movie that like you would never expect to make one cry. Yeah, this okay. So this movie, I went in not at all thinking it could possibly make me cry. Mm-hmm. I just added it like right when we started the podcast. I remembered I didn't cry very much, but I'm pretty sure it made me cry at least a little. Um, and it's Frank. Oh yeah, this is one I watched also over winter break. I think with my sister and one of our friends. And so Frank, it's hard because like, I, I really don't want to spoil it at all, but I guess the best I can give without it being like a major spoiler is the first half of the movie. The tone is just like, it just feels like you're watching like weird shit happen. (laughs) And it's just like weird and kooky. And it's like it, you almost are like, is this a cult? <laughs> and so you start kind of being like, is this a cult? What's going on? And then like the third act of the movie is some of and the end is I think some of the best depiction of mental illness that I've seen in a while. Mm-hmm. It, it's just very real. And my sister, who has struggled with mental health issues and continues to, and is very open about that. I'm not just talking about that on the (laughs) podcast. Like it's no big deal. Like it's something she's open about and very passionate about speaking about. It really moved her as someone that struggles with her own uh, mental illness and like personality disorder and stuff, watching this film and just seeing it so raw and so real. And it, was so powerful for her that I think it made it really powerful for me. Mm-hmm. And so that made me emotional at the end. Yeah, totally. Um, don't look up anything about this movie. Just go watch Frank. It's really, really good. I watched yes. it on Davis's recommendation and I'm glad that I did. Um, <clears throat> uh, the oldest movie on my list that has made me cry in the past is um, Charlie Chaplin's The Kid. Uh, which Davis, I believe, is on our list to watch together because I got to show you some. I got to show you some silent movies. Um, uh, this one's from nineteen. 19- how many? We've watched one silent movie together, right? Faust. Faust. I cried at Faust. No, that's <laughs> no, you a joke. did not. I fell asleep at Faust <laughs> and did yeah. not watch it. That was before we were together, even. Um, yeah. You... Why the hell was I watching Faust with you? We weren't even dating. <laughs> Great question. I just it's... wanted you. Yeah, it's because you like me. Mm-hmm. Um, so the kid is from nineteen twenty-one. Uh, it's an hour long. And basically, it's about uh, Charlie Chaplin plays uh, the tramp who uh, ends up raising this child who he finds, and they become very close. And um, then uh, near the end, all the, all the while, the child's uh, birth mother is looking for him. So when this kid is like six or something, um, he uh, the mother finds you know, the, the the mother finds him and the kid has to make a choice. And I don't know, the first time I watched it, it just really connected with me. Um, especially because I was I was amazed that it was silent and 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 I connected with it because the characters are so 
they work so well because like, yeah, they're like stereotypes, but that's how silent movie characters kind of work. Um, and these just, and these, these stereotypes and, and archetypes, I think is a much better word just so happened to, to go together and sort of jump off the screen in a way that I wasn't expecting. Um, and, uh, yeah. And also the music contributes to this big time. The music is very, very good, um, in this, in, in, in this movie, but yeah, I should watch that again sometime soon. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't really speak on the kid. You will. I will. <laughs> we'll get back to you with an update on yeah. whether or not I cry. <laughs> yeah. Do you think I'll cry? No, uh, no, I do not. Oh. I just think it. it it's. Uh, I, I mean. I mean. It's possible. I just think it. 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 It happened to hit at that time because all the times that I've watched it subsequently, it's. It's. It. It has not affected me in in that way anymore. Oh. Um. I. But. But. You know. It's still one of my favorite movies of all time. So. Mm. Um. Okay, the oldest movie on my list we haven't <laughs> talked about is from 1982. <laughs> is it? No, that was 84. Yes. I was I was about to say Gremlins, but that was that, that no, was no Grem- and also when would Gremlins made me cry? The, you know what? The, my dad died in the chimney scene. I was no, that's fucking hilarious. <laughs> I was preparing not to judge you. Um, you watched Gremlins with me. I did not cry did. at Gremlins. I did. You watched ten I years. Love- you watched ten years yeah. with me, and you had no idea that I cried. Um. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Give me a hint. It's it's from 1982. I give gave me you a hint. give me another hint. Lots of movies are from 1982. It's it's like a big famous movie from 1982. It's not like a rando. Hmm. It's 115 minutes long. You got the runtime. Let's see. I know you could. If I told you the movie, you could have told me the release year and maybe the runtime. Have I seen it? Yes. Okay. I, like I don't know that for a fact, but like there's no way you haven't seen this movie. It's by like the biggest director from the eighties. Is it ET? It is ET. Yay! So I cried at ET, but not for the reason that you're supposed to cry at ET. Not because I was sad, because I was so fucking scared. <laughs> My sister and I watched it when we were maybe a tiny bit too young but also like i was i deal with anxiety but now i deal with it in a healthy way and i've i've got a handle on it when i was a child i had a lot of like obsessive ocd thoughts and anxiety and i had no idea what the fuck was happening to me so like i have memories of occasionally watching or seeing something and just something in my brain being like this is the scariest thing you've ever seen and it's gonna happen to you and for me it was because finding an alien and befriending it and making a bond is very something i would do if i found a little guy and i would hang out with that little guy and then we would be besties (laughs) and then the fact that like the feds show up to try to <laughs> dissect it and then like et gets really sick and elliot is that his name elliot yeah yeah elliot also gets really sick because of that and like the way et looks when he's sick so scary uh, like I, like the pale like skeleton <laughs> i did not like that so that is the part specifically that made me cry was seeing what sick et looked like and then knowing that elliot was also sick because of it and that they wanted to cut him up to dissect him, E.T. Uh, really scared me as a kid. And I cried a little during the movie and a lot when the movie finished. Mm-hmm. And I was like getting ready for bed. I kept thinking yeah. about it and crying. <laughs> that is totally fair. Uh, yeah, I saw E.T. not when I was super young, but not when I was super old. So I was sort of in that The age middle... you're supposed to see E.T., it feels... Uh, yeah i mean i guess so i feel like it's like so i saw it i don't know maybe when i was like 15 16 oh yeah so so like before so like i don't know i feel like if i had seen it when i was younger i would have been more like amazed by it and if i saw it when it was older i would have appreciated the themes more when i first saw it so i sort of saw it in that middle ground when like it didn't really connect with me i still like i still really like it and i should probably rewatch it at some point Um, i should too because i think i would be entirely different now that i'm not like horrified of it true true or i'll watch it again and be even more horrified horrified. (laughs) (laughs) yeah um 
Uh, I have a couple re- pretty re- like relatively recent ones. Uh, Tick Tick Boom um, mm. makes me cry every single time I see it. Um, this movie's phenomenal. It's one of my all-time favorites. Uh, I think it's on our list to watch at some point. Um, but I just think this movie is so phenomenal and works so well as a musical and as just a regular drama. Uh, and it has some some levity in in there too. Uh, and the last act is what is is what makes me cry. Um, mm. More specifically, uh, I can't really get too super specific because this is a movie that Davis and I are going to watch at some point. Um, yes, I but, know yeah. roughly what happens. Yeah, like uh, I know the story of the man it was based on well yeah. enough to know mm-hmm. that it's going to be sad at the end. Ironically enough, that's not what makes me cry. Like what happens to him at the end is not what makes me cry. I, I think partly because I knew what was like you know yeah. what, what what was coming. But um, yeah. Um, how 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 many more do you have? One. So oh, keep, okay. Rattle a few more. Off. Okay, cool. Uh, Rocket Man made me cry the first time I saw it. Specifically, did I cry, Rocket Man? No, no. I don't think I did. I think you. I remember you, I liked it a lot. Yeah, I like um, the songs. The ending doesn't make me cry anymore, but the end when he's sort of confronting figures of his mother and his father and like all of the people in his life and sort of like making peace with their influence on him. Um, mm-hmm. whether for good or for not, uh, that is like, that really affected me the first time. And like when he, when he hugs the child version of himself and, and sort of embraces who, who, who he is, um, that really, that, that really got me, uh, Titanic specifically the scene where the band is playing, uh, on top of the, uh, on, on, on top of the deck. And we see sort of a montage of like, you know, like, like, like a mother tucking her kids in, you know, on the bottom deck and the couple, you know, sort of um snuggling as the as the water comes up around them um that 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 used to get me a lot uh in the heights um the blackout scene have you seen it in 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 the heights oh so so good um but there's a scene set during a oh, blackout I shook my head. sorry that, this is a podcast yeah I <laughs> right <seen> <laughs> yes yes um there's a scene set during a blackout that 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 really really gets me uh and uh coda the best picture winner from was that that was last year right pre everything everywhere yeah yeah because i remember last year my friends and i started watching it and we were like oh this is cute and then it was like yeah it won best picture and we were like <laughs> what because <laughs> we were all like this is a good cute good well done movie and but it just doesn't feel like it won best picture when yeah. you watch it yeah um so yeah, that that got me. I like like I watched it before all of the like all of the awards buzz was happening, and so that and you said this is gonna win. This this, this is gonna win Best Picture. Any movie that makes me cry, equal chance. <laughs> um, Schindler's List made me cry. Um, I th- 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 that's probably the least surprising one uh, on this list. Um, I don't know. I you know it's if you know anything about Schindler's List, it's a it's a pretty heavy topic. Uh, yeah. and I'm Jewish and, um, yeah, it's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> it is a lot. Um, uh, w- when Marnie was there, I finished watching it last night. I know the ending pissed you off. God, so I can't believe you fucking cried at this movie. <laughs> it was very quick, but I, it, it does deserve a place on this list because it, in, in fact, it did happen. We'll talk about this more in detail when we do Ghibli movies. <laughs> when we do Ghibli movies, which is coming up soon, it might even be I'll talk next about week. my hatred for when Marnie was there. But <laughs> for now, I'll just say I'm glad it made you emotional. It made me emotional, but the emotion was rage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so I have three more that I can mention. Do you want to say yours, or do you want me to go three and then you do do your last one? Do two, and then I'll do my last one, and then you do your last one. Sounds good. So um, end on a bang. I've been saving my best one for last. Oh, okay. These three. Okay. I'll try my best. Uh, Avengers Endgame made me cry the first time I saw it. Not like cry, cry, just like tear up in. Oh, like it probably made me tear like, up. Th- this is happening. This is crazy. Uh, that's probably the best theatrical experience I've ever had. Um, just because like, you know, th- like they marketed it so well, you had literally had no idea what you were getting into. 
Uh, and yeah, uh, I, I, I love this movie. Um, a star is born is one of the earliest times I remember in a theater, uh, crying. Uh, I was with my mom and, um, I remember that being the first time I was in a theater and like, I wasn't embarrassed about it because I could tell my mom was crying too. And it's a Aww. scene pretty designed, pr pretty much designed to make you cry. I mean, it's the end of a star is born. If you know what, you know, if you know the movie, you know what I'm talking about. I don't know the movie. Cool. But um do you would you do you want to know yeah you can spoil it if you want okay skip, skip ahead 30 seconds uh bradley cooper uh kills himself uh and it is oh. very sad um and sam elliott's very sad and it makes me sad to see sam elliott sad um yeah yeah uh anyway your last one and then we'll do my last one. uh so a different vibe than that one <laughs> for sure barbie uh as princess and the pauper or barbie yeah barbie as princess and the pauper that's the official title um <laughs> 2004 animated barbie movie and we will talk more about barbie movies in a future podcast because Rowan yeah. and i are currently watching them not all but all the hits enough um and a, and a couple <laughs> flops not that any of the Barbie movies are flops, really, uh, except for one. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> Wait, which one? Fairytopia. Uh. It's so boring. Um. Anyway, Barbie is Princess and the Pauper makes me cry because there is a song in the middle that Erica is singing to her cat. Her cat is named Wolfie. He's... <laughs> a cute little cat but his whole thing is he has all these dog behaviors like he barks he can't meow he only barks and he does like a lot of sniffing like a dog and like wagging his tail like a dog like he is a cat that acts like a dog and it's a scene where erica's just like taking a bath and wolfie feels out of place in the castle and so he's keeps trying to meow and erica is like what are you doing and sings this cute little song that's just like you are so special and you're my like cat that's a dog and that's so okay and i love you there's like a lyric that's like your bow wows, the cat's meow, to thine own self be true. I love you the way you are. It's how I know you're you, or something oh, like that. Yeah. It's, like, so sweet. And it makes me cry because of trans joy and trans reasons. Like, mm -hmm. it is the transgender anthem of, of the whole universe. There's never been a better transgender anthem in my opinion, than Cats Meow in Barbie as a Princess and the Pauper. It, and, like, even if you're not a trans person, that, like, it really is uncanny how perfect of a metaphor for transness it is. Mm -hmm. and, and in, like, a very happy, accepting, beautiful way. Where it's just kind of like, it doesn't even matter who you are. Like, you're you and you're lovely and it's fine that you're not the same type of cat as all these other cats like you can be a dog cat um even if you're not watching it from the trans lens it is still like a really sweet song but like mm -hmm. that's kind of all it is it's just like oh yay self-acceptance but it never made me cry as a child because i didn't know i was at trans at all but mm -hmm. then as an adult re-watching it i very much cry rowan's seen it i told him i was like a song's gonna come on and i'm going to start crying and i thought it was sweet and then it, i did especially you know because because it connects you you connect with it in this way now in a way that you like didn't when you were younger and i think that that's so sweet that a movie can that a movie can do that really that it can that it can affect you at one point in your life in a way that it hadn't before yeah well and it was really nice to go back and see a movie from my childhood contain such a positive and like incredibly well done message like that in a way that was still so poignant to me as I got older like I loved it mm -hmm. cute very cute 
Um, well, my last one, I I don't connect with on that level, uh, but I do really, really love it. It's one of my favorite movies. And it's one that you would also not expect to make someone cry. It's, what is it? What is it? Do you want me to make you guess or do you just want me to tell you? I was going to guess and then I realized I didn't have a guess. Okay. Do you want me to give you a hint or do you just want me to say it outright? Uh, you can give me a hint if you want. Okay. Uh, it's from my favorite director. Do you know who my favorite director is? I think it's Del Toro, but I'm not mm-hmm. positive. Yeah. Um. Did I feel like you cried at his new Pinocchio? I did not, but uh, I might have. I but I do not remember that. That is not it. It is one of his more recent movies. Is it Pan's Labyrinth? No, I, I don't, don't know when that one was, but I, I may do have know cried that Pan's Labyrinth. That was 2006. That's like I your favorite movie out. ever. It is. It, it's. True. Is it Shape of Water? Yes, it is Shape of Water. <laughs> uh, when they fucked, you said it's so unnatural. This is this is cinema. Um, yeah, uh, who knew that the fish sex movie could be the one that 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 makes me cry? But you know, it's ultimately that is a story about connection and how you know, and 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 prejudice and. You know, I did that just it just spoke to me then and it spoke to me now. Granted, I have not seen it in a long time, uh, but I do want to go back to it. Um, yeah, I, I love The Shape of Water. I think it's so beautiful and so gorgeous. And um, the fact that it's two main characters can't speak and yet they still find this love and this connection and all that, I just think is incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it, you know, it spoke to me, ironically enough. Um mm. Yeah. Anyway, those are the movies that have made us cry. Obviously, I think I can speak for both of us when I say that there are probably lots more that we did not yeah. think of or or put on this list. But I think I, I think we filled up our time pretty well in that sense. Um. Yeah. Uh, any anything else to say before we wrap up? Um. Not about crying. I don't think <laughs> about and anything. I'm excited for the Barbie episode. Yeah. You're going to have to t- hear me talk about the, like, Wolfie is trans metaphor uh-huh. again. That will probably be coming out if I had to bet. I know I shouldn't keep saying when episodes are coming out, but as of now, that episode's going to come out on Barbie Day on July 21st, which I think is a fair a fair time to put it out. It's a perfect time to put it out. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so expect that then. We're going to talk about Studio Ghibli at some point soon. Uh, you know, we might do a Beatles episode at some point. Who knows? Um, anyway, we're getting the Beatles on the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to, we're going to resurrect them. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to bring them back. All of them. All of them. All all four of the, all four dead Beatles. All four of them that are dead. (laughs) Um, anyway, want to thank you guys very much for listening to this episode. We really appreciate it. Uh, and we'll be back next week with, uh, with another episode. We will. Bye. Love you. Mwah.